0: Friends, the Mark and Max Show is back and better than ever. Oh yeah! LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Max Show as we head into another glorious day. <laughs> what is
1: today? Is it uh, Monday? This or would be Friday. This I would be know. Thursday of the short week. <laughs> Yeah, it's that every week's a short week. (laughs) Well, we we arrive at work on the short bus, so why not? Exactly. (laughs) Hey,
0: you know what? We're just trying to help, friends.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) We tweeted (laughs) that Monday off as a holiday, and it just kind of blew a hole in everything. (laughs) Like one day, I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. All I know is I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook, you know. But I I mean, I do pop in there and check things out just in case you know a friend has something going on. Um, Anyway, I saw James Shelnut posted a thing, and it says this. Okay. I'm not a person who says my dogs are my children. My dogs are my dogs. My children are loved on another level. Mm. That being said, this boy right here is a very close second. He's a picture, okay, of Webster. Webster is one of the dogs that we gave him. Uh, Webster came from my dog Tanner back in the day. You remember him? Yeah. yeah. The wonderful ankle biter. And uh, (laughs) anyway... And, he, and so he posted, he said, he is the most loyal, loving, spoiled, funny, dramatic, and tolerant dog I've ever been around. Today is his 11th birthday, and uh, we pray we get 11 more. We love wow. you, Webster. And it's really cute. He's got pictures of And I'm looking at this going, hey, that is one of mine. You know, it's like, <laughs> wow, my dog yeah. Tanner was awesome, and some of his offspring have been really awesome. And I'm looking at that going, you know, when, when they – Tanner, our dogs are rescues. You know that. Yeah. And Mark has always been, he had Reverend Flash. Now there's Kimber. Yeah. We both have pets that are part of our family circle. Yeah. And it's just kind of nice because I know what Webster means to them and their whole family. And uh, I'm just looking at those pictures going, man, 11 years. And uh, that's a lot of joy, you know? It is. And I think about, there's a dog. There's a dog at the Dixie Mart that somebody just dumped. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's sitting outside. And I think about that and I think, you know, here's your options. You know, you've got on the one hand celebrating 11th birthday for Webster on Facebook and this other dog that's been discarded, you know? Mm, Yeah. It's like, so just throwing it out there, gang, be kind. And if you have a pet, make them a part of your family. If they're not, then, you know, maybe rethink having a pet. Hmm. Liferadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show and you know Mark, I I know you sent me this on purpose, okay? Just so we're clear. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. you did. To what? mess with me. What? What do you mean? What? I was banned from Tinder after I shared photos of myself as a clown.
1: Ta-da! <laughs> after having, Why would you do that to me? It's just for the pure entertainment value, Dave. That's all it is. Uh, <laughs> after, yikes. after having recently decided to reboot Tinder, 25-year-old Jess Harkin decided to replace her existing pics with photos of her in full costume as her alter ego, Kazoo the Clown. She has an ID, I bet. I bet
0: she's got an ID as Kazoo the Clown. I'm d- you know? Yeah. This is not somebody who dresses up like a clown to entertain children <laughs> at your cousin's birthday. This is clown person just That's heads right.
1: up. Eager to find a clown man with a sense of humor to match her own jess of County Donegal, Ireland uploaded 6 pictures of herself wearing a clown costume complete with gloves, hat, fake nose, huh. and silly face paint. Taking the jokey theme to her <laughs> bio, Jess wrote, "quote I heard you were just looking for fun. Well, pal, the party's arrived. Where can I set down this birthday cake and chocolate milk? It worked like a charm, and she was flooded with messages. But Jess claims that soon Tinder banned her profile due to activity that violates their terms of use. Kind of liking Tinder right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jess claims that the dating app had taken issue with her old, with her clown photos and has been left frustrated by the ban. She says... I even took the verification pictures in full makeup. It was going well. People were enjoying the videos. People were having a laugh on Tinder about it, and then they banned my account. How am i gonna find how am I gonna find a clown man now? Yeah. I'm waiting go ahead clown people
0: <laughs> I can't i it you know mark I have really over the last decades I've tried to not lose my cookies over things. You know, I try to keep the value and the balance of life in the right way. Yeah. But this is what I'm talking about. When I talk about clown people, this is what I'm talking about. They just don't get it, man, because they don't want to. And the reason I'm talking so low right now is because in my head, I'm screaming loud enough to burst the windows clown people. Come on. I just, Oh, again, when Hannah was so little, she did she was in the car seat riding backwards and we're riding down Quintard Avenue in Anniston, Alabama, and she starts screaming. I thought she was bit by a bee or attacked by a spider. I didn't know what it was. I'm ready to pull off the side of the road. When I look and I see on the side of a building is the picture painting of a clown. I knew then. This is serious, man. This is not something Dave just made up one day. Mm-hmm. I hate IHateClowns.com was a website. Now it's on Facebook, just FYI. If you need it, clown people, ball humbug. Bring your rubber chicken to a radio show, why don't you?
1: (laughs) And they will.
0: LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mag show with uh, clowns and UFOs. And next thing you know, D.B. Cooper is going to be an actual clown dude, you know? (laughs) Bless your heart, man. Well, you know what, you know airline pilots Mark um, uh-huh. they, there's kind of like this thing that the reason you don't hear pilots talking about UFOs is because that's how you can make sure you never fly a plane again yes, you know yes, for a major yes, airline. Yes. It's like, it's like No, they're going to remove that license.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Remember the movie uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind at the beginning of the, I do. you at the beginning of the movie they've got all these you know the these these sightings. And there's air traffic control, and they're reporting, hey, do you see this? Do you see that? And at one point, the air traffic control uh, guy in charge says, do you want to report anything? And it's quiet, really quiet for a couple of seconds. And the guy says, no, no, I, I'm not going to report anything. <laughs> no. I, I, wow. <laughs> you know, just
0: FYI, I know that's a movie that is supposed you know, it's Spielberg film yes. and uh, all that. I've never seen it. Really? Really? Oh well, I've never seen Close Encounters, and by the way, never seen E.
1: T. either. Richard Dreyfus is wonderful in that movie. He's just so good as yeah. the guy, as the guy okay. who's going crazy because he can't figure out why he he keeps seeing in his mind what he's seeing. And Terry Gar is his yeah. wife, and she's just Terry mm-hmm. Gar plays the plays the victim wife, not in a bad way, you know, not a, a violence victim or anything yeah. like that. But she plays the beleaguered wife in so many different things, and she's so good at it. And in this movie. When she bundles mm. up the kids and puts them in the station wagon and gets away from him, <laughs> oh, it's a fun movie. I enjoy it a lot. Okay, you so should watch it. It's yeah. on my list now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So tell me why we're talking about UFOs, dude? A pilot who came close to crashing into an unidentifiable, an Wait a minute. Maybe if I played the right music. <laughs> A pilot who came close to crashing into an unidentified flying object, what do you know, it worked, recalled the incident in a report that reportedly shook experts. The American Airlines pilot claimed he saw a long cylindrical object flying over New Mexico exactly one year ago. Both the pilot and the FBI confirmed that flight AA-2292 had a near miss with a UFO on February 21st, 2021. The aircraft was traveling between Cincinnati and Phoenix when the bizarre event occurred, shortly before 20 past one local time. The, it quickly became one of the most significant UFO sightings of last year, becoming one of several triggers that saw experts push for more transparency from the U.S. government about investigations into alien life. The unexplained incident saw the pilot contact Albuquerque Air Traffic Control to request information when he was heard asking if they had targets in quotes, targets up in the air. In other words, you guys seeing anything else up here but me? In the uh, in an Ah. audio clip of the radio transmission, he added, we just had something just go over the top of us. I, I hate to say this, but it looked like a long cylindrical object that almost looked like a cruise missile type of thing moving really fast right over the top of us. One pilot said airline bosses are so hostile to ET claims that a colleague was told to get counseling after reporting a UFO. See? <laughs> no, no, I didn't see anything. Mm-hmm, yeah. I don't want to report that. Another told the Daily Star Sunday, quote, when someone says UFO, everyone thinks they're referring to aliens, but that's not always the case, especially with the surge in drone activity. Most pilots will use phrases like unidentified traffic or aerial phenomena. No one wants to say UFO. If you say UFO, people think you're either drunk on drugs or nuts. Another pilot yeah. added, many airline pilots, self-included, uh, and military pilots have had encounters at an at altitude with UFOs over many decades and before the internet encounters are reported internally and amongst colleagues and seldom reach the media when you are fortunate to be a close witness it is really it is really quite serious stuff there are advantages in having an office window at 37000 feet <laughs> wow yeah. Oh, there you go, mhm <laughs> so mm. so they see a lot of a lot more of them than we hear about I think that's what it's, the bottom line is because they know that if they report them,, eh, yes, you need to go to counseling, that's what they'll get
0: <laughs> right,
1: mhm. <laughs>
0: liferadio.fm, the Mark and Max show, the soundtrack for your life playing all day long. And a lot of you have uh, been sharing this with friends and just want to tell you a big thank you for that. Um, means a lot that you would take the time, you know, on social media or whatever, and we just appreciate it. Go to liferadio.fm and, you know, you can uh, do the daily Bible reading with us and a whole lot more. So please join the fun. <laughs> Meanwhile, so far today, we've already dealt with clowns and UFOs. Wow, if we yeah. could throw in... If we could throw in a lottery story, Mark, I think it would really be cool.
1: All right. An Australian Australian woman. <laughs> That's a different country. Australian woman won a lottery jackpot of nearly $500,000. Congratulations to her. All right. For sure. the ticket she bought just two minutes before the cutoff time for the drawing. Ah, even better yeah the seven hills new south wales woman told the lot officials she went online to purchase her saturday lotto ticket at what was nearly the literal last minute she says (laughs) i'm a regular player but i nearly forgot about it on the weekend i only got this ticket two minutes before the draws close she says she checked her ticket after the drawing saturday evening she said i checked my ticket just after the draw i got online and had a look i scrolled down it was a big moment the ticket earned, earned the woman a Division one prize of $457,268.84. She says the prize. 84 cents means a lot, it doesn't it, It does, yes. Every penny. This prize is wow. going to put me in a, in a good spot, she says. It's going to keep me very comfortable and allow me to retire early. Uh, I don't need anything hmm. extravagant in life. I just want to live a comfortable and happy life. So if she's retiring early on this she must be what 64 Whoa. you know <laughs> I well she's in Australia and I don't yeah. know what their you know I thing know is either, no.
0: but I'm going to be straight up honest with you and say 400 you know I just remember boom we were talking with uh, our buddy Bobby Humphrey back in the day oh, about yeah, money yeah. and signing his big contract and all that and he, well 3 million just doesn't last like you think
1: it would <laughs> <laughs> you know and I said Bobby don't don't Please say that don't out, say loud, that out man. loud no come on man <laughs> And then he explains, right? Yep, and and it
0: made sense then. But again, yeah, just taking three, you know, and and again, here I'm looking. Okay, four and fifty, good for you. Enjoy it. But yeah, unless you invest it, you're yeah. really, that's not going to make you
1: happy yeah. and comfortable for the rest mm. of your life. Yeah. If you, if you and, add that on top of your existing plan, assuming you have one, yeah. then good for you. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. if you're, if you're like
1: 80% of Americans, you don't. So uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> hey, 80% of Americans. That's why they want the lotto. LifeRadio.fm,
0: the market mag Max show and, you know, Mark, uh, you mentioned early in the week about th- this week, uh the date and all that two, 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 two thing. Right, yeah. And that it won't happen for another what, four hundred years yeah, or something. Yes, that's right. But I didn't realize, yeah, you know, when people plan their wedding, some people spend a lot of time trying to find just the right, you know, date. And they have their own reasons for it, which is fine. I hmm. it's between you and your spouse, you know. But the thought that two two twenty two would it be a big wedding date, you know? Yeah. Didn't really think
1: about it much. Yeah, a bunch of twos. Yeah. Well, the month yeah. mu- the month of February has always been popular for couples getting married. You know, Valentine's Day and all. But this yeah. year was special for couples getting married on two unique dates. Um the second, two, two of twenty-two, and the twenty second, two, 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 two. <laughs> Las Vegas. You know Las Vegas. It's the wedding capital of the world. Well, they celebrated the fifth, the 5 millionth marriage license issued in Clark County when a California couple tied the knot on Sunday. Clark County prepared... Hey, did that seem like a, a... Did that seem high or low to you, it it seems, 5 million? It seems low to me, yes. It does. Okay, me too. Yeah. Clark County okay. prepared for an influx of couples on Tuesday after seeing more couples share nuptials earlier this month. The Marriage License Bureau typically sees about 600 marriages on Valentine's Day itself. Last year, wow, the county issued more than seventy-seven thousand marriage licenses, and this year it expects to hand out more than eighty thousand. The process <clears throat> to ex- obtain certificates takes about ten minutes. The lucky five millionth license was issued to Maya Remiz- Remizers and Luis mm-hmm. Petoya. Uh, that's right. After a year-long campaign called Five Million Love Stories, they received gifts, including a return trip to Las Vegas and a diamond ring. Wow. <laughs> so they got a free trip back to try to earn the money back they lost the first time.
0: Yeah, or to file for the divorce, you know, because it's so easy there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Life Radio. FM. It is the Mark and Max show. And as we go through our day, just like you, we look around and think, okay, it's still February and it's seventy something degrees outside mm-hmm. with a chance of a thunderstorm. Right. And then
1: an ice storm day after tomorrow, <laughs> followed by Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, it just oh, not too far from us, really not too far from us. They're talking about a snow event. I mean, really? Yeah, real? yeah. In like in Arkansas, which is not far from us, oh. it's just up to the northwest, just a little bit. Like in Little Rock, they're looking at getting <laughs> snow. Yeah, and I'm like, holy smokes! All I got to do is just shift a little bit, and we're in for Snowmageddon again. You know, <laughs> the kid <laughs> remember, in me well, is hopeful. You know, you mentioned Snowmageddon.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, Snowmageddon happened uh, several years ago, where uh there was really nothing in the forecast. You know, one of those cold days with a little bit of moisture, mm-hmm. and I think I remember one of the uh, meteorologists saying, yeah, we might see a flurry, you know, that right, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but nothing, nothing to write home about. Schools were in session. I mean, the normal thing. Right. Now, usually in where we live in Alabama, if there is snow in the forecast, they will cancel school. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Now we're talking, it could be 60 degrees
1: outside. Uh-huh. The roads are steaming
0: and yet the hint of snow in the forecast and how oh, we're going to delay schools and blah, blah, blah. Uh, they're having meetings it, in the just, back
1: room of the Piggly Wiggly brace for impact yeah. people, you know, right. <laughs> but
0: on snowmageddon, uh, when did that happen? Was that like 14, 15? Uh, I, don't like I don't remember.
1: I don't remember. Anyway, I just remember we every, just everybody in the panic thing.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Um, and anyway, so we—that's why it's called Snowmageddon because it started. And I remember the flurries around 10 a.m., and by 10:30, it was on the roads. And it was like, "Hey, it's not melting," you know. Mm-hmm. And within an hour, yeah, it was mass hysteria. Yeah. You would have
1: thought yeah. dogs and cats were living together. That's you right. know, it was crazy. People scrambling, uh, getting off work, trying to go get their kids from school. It was, it yeah. was in, because and, it's, it's we got blindsided. Everybody's like, whoa, right. whoa, what?" And
0: <laughs> we had people on 459 in Birmingham. It, just to give you, 459 runs around you know Birmingham like 285 yeah, in Atlanta yeah, the or the Loop, Beltline yeah. in Raleigh. Yeah, yeah, and people got stuck on there to the point where yeah, it was bad.
1: You know, mm-hmm.
0: um, we Chick-fil-A had Chick Fil A was out serving people. At school.
1: Yeah, remember that? Right, Chick Fil A was out yeah, on, on the highway taking people food. Yeah.
0: not and not charging for it just here take it you know Mm -hmm. oh my goodness that was in 2014 by the way okay and i had to look it up because i just remembered that we all have we all have stories of snowmageddon you know (laughs) yeah just too (laughs) funny but you know and the thing is is it because again we didn't have time to pre-plan so it hit us like nothing and so normally if there is the hint of snow the milk and bread is gone, you know. Everything Mister, is gone from yeah. the grocery store. And in this case, we couldn't get to the grocery store to get the milk and bread. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was just funny. Yeah. But we know that, that can happen. That's what we live in. So, yeah. just so you know, no matter where you're listening, it might be like a high day of 70, mm-hmm. but we could have snow day after tomorrow. You never Ooh.
1: know.
0: <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. Mark and Mac show dreaming of snowmageddon. And if you have, if you have kids in your world, I hope I, I don't know if you terrorize them the way I did with mine. It's just funny how those poor kids, no wonder they won't talk to me now and they're all in therapy. All right, Mark, um, Hank, the tank,
1: Hank, the tank, Yeah, Hank, the tank's a big bear, a really, really, really big black bear. He weighs 500 pounds and they've nicknamed him Hank, the tank, he's causing harm causing alarm in a town near California's Lake Tahoe where he's been blamed for breaking into dozens of properties. Police in South Lake Tahoe, California said the black bear, uh, the bear struck again on Friday, escalating his antics by busting into a locked and secured home rather than his usual modus operandi of entering unlocked garages in his search for food. The California Department of Fish and Wildlife says Hank is responsible for damage to 38 homes. And has triggered more than a hundred and fifty calls to authorities uh, That's that 's a lot of that 's a lot of activity yeah, yeah. officers responding to the uh, latest call said they found the bear inside a locked home after he 'd apparently squeezed through the uh, a small window. Uh, police uh-huh. said they banged on the exterior of the home until Hank popped out a back door. Police (laughs) remained in the area to ensure he continued on his way without damaging any other homes. The repeated appearances of Hank in the same gated South Lake Tahoe neighborhood are concerning enough for state conservation officials to consider whether the bear should be trapped and euthanized. Euthanasia is a measure of last resort for severely habituated or human food-conditioned black bears, they said. But they added in a statement to the area's homeowners that for months, and despite having... And uh, hazing and other mitigation efforts, the target bear has caused extensive property damage and forcefully entered several homes, including occupied <laughs> homes. Now, that would be wow. rough. You know, <laughs> Yeah. you look up, a, you're watching a big game and you look at the kitchen door and there's a 500-pound bear. <laughs> Wildlife managers said that D, they have DNA samples just so they can make sure only the targeted bear is the one they uh, capture and possibly <laughs> euthanize and of course there's an outcry I, but you know when he killed a bear I don't, yeah. Oh, oh yeah right
0: I'm yeah. picturing I'm just picturing you guys sitting around watching a football game and all of a sudden you see this at your door you know and <laughs> I was thinking the only thing that would make that fitting if it, if it was Guido to collect you know <laughs> <laughs> <You're. laughs> liferadio.fm the Mark and Mac show and uh, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood Mr. Rogers would be happy. You know why? (laughs) Why? Dude, we're up. We're breathing. Well, you know, I mean, a Massachusetts man tries to enter the zoo's tiger cage, and I have to wonder, Mark, why (laughs) does an adult think this is a good idea?
1: I I blame too much National Geographic TV. People think all the animals in the world are cute and cuddly. That's what I think. (laughs) It's Jim Fowler's fault. That's what it is. That's it. A a, um, Worcester, Massachusetts man was arrested Monday for trying to enter a tiger enclosure after breaking into Boston's Franklin Park Zoo. The Massachusetts State Police said that when questioned, the man only said he was very interested in tigers. 24-year-old Matthew Abraham allegedly climbed over a gate into the zoo at around 9 a.m., scaled several fences, and ignored warning signs, but was unable to gain access to the tiger enclosure. New uh, Zoo New England, which operates the 72-acre uh, acre Boston Zoo, said in a statement that the man was in an area behind the tiger exhibit not meant for the public. When approached by staff, he ran off, but was quickly located by security officials. He was arrested and charged with trespassing and disorderly conduct. It was not immediately yeah. known. Well. If he's got a law here, but you know he better. <laughs> yeah, well he should be glad he was there to Why? be arrested, you know. <laughs> I know. I'm
0: just thinking why I, I mean, do people, I, I know, Mark, I know we don't all think the same. I know that clowns, you know, clown people are a good example of that. Why don't clown people go and get in the tiger cage? That's what I'd like to see. You know, uh, you got a 24 year old guy and he's sitting around watching a little TV, gets bored says, you know what? They look cuddly. I think I'm going to go make friends. You know, that's all I can think of. What would
1: make you think this is a good idea? And the tiger's thinking, hmm, he looks interesting. I wonder what he tastes like. The Mark and Mac Show.
0: LifeRadio.fm. The Mark and Mac Show as we uh, are, wait a minute, cruising along, singing a song (laughs) side by side. ah, Just like Bert and Ernie. There you go.
1: (laughs) Hey, Bert. All right,
0: so Mark... TikToker finds chili recipe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> From yeah. the office? Mm-hmm. Are we talking
0: about the uh, TV show? The TV
1: show. Yeah. Um yeah. I, okay. in, you know how sometimes you will find something you'll that you don't expect? Who that Chuck Laurie? That guy that does the the Big Bang Theory yeah. and stuff like that. And in the end title screen, he's always got something that flashes up there for like half a second, and you have to pause it to be able oh, to yeah. read. And sometimes he has a book up there. It's just huge, yeah. you know. Well, very in, liberal guy too. Yeah, he's extremely. It's, it's some of this. Don't read it. It's infuriating. Um, in a viral yeah. TikTok posted last week, TikToker Mackenzie Floyd revealed Peacock's secret Easter egg. And this is Peacock. Is the uh, the NBC people. Um, a chili recipe from the office. Kevin's famous chili is famous among office fans. It was featured in the slapstick cold open to the episode casual Friday and recreated in real life by numerous people, including the YouTube cooking channel, binging with Babish in this TikTok, <laughs> Floyd scrolls through the entire chili recipe, including instructions saying she discovered this because her boyfriend always reads the terms and conditions. She wrote in the wow. video caption, it's because no, is it because no one ever reads these? This isn't the first time Peacock has pulled something like this. When the platform first launched in 2020, the terms and conditions included a recipe for chocolate cake. Evidently, when NBC updated the user agreement in 2021, they decided to swap the cake for a more NBC-specific joke. Coinciding with the office's (laughs) 2021 move from Netflix to Peacock. And to be honest, the recipe isn't really hidden. When you go to Peacock's terms page, they name drop the recipe right up top with this introduction. Oh, quote. Here you'll find answers to your burning legal questions about our service. Plus a recipe inspired by Kevin's famous chili (laughs) from the office. The idea that no one reads the uh, the terms and conditions is cl- definitely a running joke to the point where other companies have hidden similar Easter eggs in their own user agreements. Over at the Amazon Web Services terms page, you'll find a zombie apocalypse joke <laughs> following a disclaimer <laughs> that people wow. shouldn't use Amazon's lumberyard game engine with life critical systems. Amazon waives these restrictions in the case of a widespread viral infection transmitted via bites or contact with bodily fluids that causes human corpses to reanimate and seek to consume living human flesh.
0: You know, when we started this, I thought, I'm going to go back and read terms and conditions on things. And as we finished with that, I'm not. (laughs) liferadio.fm it's the mark and max show and uh good news if you were born in the fall Mm. okay yeah so i'm thinking that's a pretty broad you know (laughs) fall can be (laughs) depending on where you live it could be september through november Mm. it could be august to you know october i don't know i mean i was born in september
1: yeah okay well i think you might qualify uh, yeah. par- apparently people who were born in the fall months will live a few months longer than the rest of us. That's what the survey, the survey says a study mm-hmm. looked at more than a million people over the age of 55 in Austria, Denmark, and Australia. So no, you don't qualify. Mm-hmm. You don't live in any of those places. Right. They found that people born from October to December tended to outlive people born in the spring by about three to six months. The same held true for people born in Australia when the researchers factored in the seasons for the Southern Hemisphere. Scientists credit an abundance of food in the traditional fall harvest months for uh, for giving babies born then a natural head start. Hmm. So it all comes down to food, does it? Hmm. (laughs) Yep, a nutritional head
0: start. Okay, so that means if you're like me and even though you're getting older and you still eat ice cream for breakfast and... You don't eat anything green unless it's, you know, mint chocolate chip ice cream. I mean, for real, you know, it's like three to six months. Really?
1: I mean, how much money was spent to do this? I'm just curious. Well, and it was, prob- it was probably somebody's tax money too, when you think about it. I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And
0: chances are it was ours,
1: you know, because even though they're looking
0: at foreign countries, it's yeah. like, well, that you know,
1: mm-hmm. surely the it. rest of the world is not as crazy as we are, right? Now, listen, our money's going everywhere. So this could have been funded All by right. us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like Sheldon, oh the humanities. <laughs> liferadio.fm mark and mac show where okay because we are so serious all the time occasionally (laughs) there was something running through my head and ended up being the wizard of oz like well how many characters did that guy play
1: you said a couple of times in the past few days just kind of as a verbal i don't know a verbal hiccup or whatever the the uh i think well that's a horse of a co- different color you hear telling. yeah you know it's just <laughs>
0: i'm hearing him in the, in my head i'm hearing yeah. that voice well yeah. that's a horse of a different color you
1: know <laughs> from the it's wizard just, of oz yes <laughs> right and it hit me wait a minute how many different characters did that one character actor play in that movie right <laughs> <laughs> and i th- we found five i think right yeah frank
0: morgan is yeah. the guy's name and yeah. he was one of those characters, one of those actors that for many, many years was just very, very busy, you know,
1: <laughs> he, was. <laughs> Let's see, he, he was Was he nominated for two Oscars. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Wow. Sure enough. Yeah. But he was, uh, he was professor Marvel in the, uh, mm-hmm. in the wagon on the side of the high on the side of the road that Dorothy met. And then he was the, the guard at the gate of the Emerald city. Mm-hmm. He was the horse and carriage driver. right. Um, the guard, uh, another guard, right? Yeah. In front of, in front of the, the, wizard. yeah, the wizard's uh, place, the doors at the wizard's place. And then inside he was the wizard. So five different right. characters in the same movie. There you go. And all of those in the span of about 10 minutes. Right. I mean, very, very short window there. <laughs> it's
0: crazy. Wow. wow. Anyway. Yeah. So, you know, you get those little things going through your head, man. And they just, it's like a, what do you call it? Earworm or whatever. But mm-hmm. I, I get them like everybody else. It's just. They won't stop. You know, it's like you go to a shrink and say, I, what do I do about the voices in my head? Can I I just need to get them to stop? And (laughs) shrink says, no, they're never going to stop. What you have to do is not listen to them. Right. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Now let me give you a quick uh, trivia question that, uh, you're not going to get. Okay. Did you know that Bob Saget Mm -hmm. actually won an Oscar? No. Yeah. Bob Saget. It was for a documentary 1977.
1: Yikes. Yeah. Okay.
0: Just throwing it out there. Just one of the things that makes my day crazy because I'm like, well, what, how do you even, do you make this stuff up before you start the show? Is that what we're really doing here? <laughs> this is the stuff that sticks to your brain, you know? <laughs> yes. Why couldn't it have been science, man? Wow. I'm serious. Yeah. You know? It just boggles my mind that, you know, of all the things that I could remember, that's what I remember.
1: Yeah. I I just looked it up. Let's see. Uh, It's not too long. It's not too long. Um, uh, the, he he may have been best known for starring as the clean freak obsessed dad, Danny Tanner, Full house and life beyond that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm looking for the Oscar part. Uh, he, it was a, yeah, a student student Academy award mm -hmm. in 77. Yeah, or a black and white documentary through Adam's eyes. Right. Wow.
0: Yeah. Very touching. It was very personal for him. And um, anyway, it just, it was about um, his nephew uh, having to go through uh, facial reconstruction. Mm. And uh, anyway, wow. If you ever get a chance? I mean, the thing is, is that if Bob Saget is in this, even though it's a touching documentary, can you laugh? I mean, if you laugh on something really serious and sad and all that, you know, but as a comedian, I mean, kind of like you know, Jim Carrey in a movie. It's like, you're looking at his face. You got to laugh. He could be ta- you know, crying about something really important about Tom, you know, a story about his mom and cancer or whatever, but you're still laughing. Mm. Kind of like chuckles the clown or something. <laughs> it just happens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, if he was dressed as a clown and crushed to death by a uh, dressed as a clown, dressed as a peanut and then crushed to death yeah. by an elephant in a parade, I'd give you the, the laughter. Yeah, go ahead. I get the pass. You'd get a pass.
0: life the mark and mag show and you know i think mark we were talking earlier about weather you know in snowmageddon yes. that we had in alabama and i'm looking at the forecast i'm going i know that we're now at february 24th we're headed into you know arguably springtime and we actually have spring-like weather which mm-hmm. means we're probably going to have snow in the next two weeks because <laughs> i was looking at this and, you know, our highs are now in the upper 60s. Like today, today our high is 73, okay? Yeah. And then for the next week, we're stay we got two days in the 50s, mid 50s, but then upper 60s, low 70s. I'm pretty excited because, you know, little league time, man. Yeah. Brain's playing little league this year. Yeah. And so excited. And I love, you know, the coach, I don't know if I told you this yesterday or not, but the coach actually said, you know, I want us to have fun and all that. And then when the parents walked away, he said, but if you lose one game, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, laps for everybody oh man <laughs> well you know yeah. the thing is you know um when we were kids mark and and playing sports parents didn't go to practice um they didn't show up for your games half yeah. the time you, you know get, we you would ride dro- our bike
1: yeah, you got dropped off yeah
0: yeah or you rode your bike or whatever and yeah. you know i remember that as a kid and i thought that was fine but now you go to Little League practice, and you've got parents or grandparents. You've got, you know, there are a lot of it. It's like there are more adults at practice than there were
1: at our games, you know? The sound of helicopters, Ugh. all these helicopter parents yes. hovering over everything, <laughs> arguing is. with and arguing like, with the coach. It's just nuts. And,
0: and with one another. And the yeah. thing is, is I'm right there in the middle of it all.
1: Like, no, that's mine. That's hey,
0: that, my boy. You know he's the biggest, the best, the smartest. This ten years from now, we're hiring Scott Boros to be his agent. We're going <laughs> to sign with the Braves, and that's my lottery ticket is right there. Get away from him! <laughs> but, hey, you know what's funny though? Um, in a weird way, is I saw this picture yesterday yeah. of Bob Horner and Dale Murphy. Um, I think Bob was uh, we both former Major League Baseball players, played for the Braves, and um, but I think. Bob Horner, I think, was in, um, inducted into the Georgia Hall of Fame, Sports Hall of Fame. And um, so I had a picture of the two guys standing together at this, you know, special time, right? And I'm thinking, if I saw these two guys, either one of them, at Walmart, I would probably ask them if they needed help, you know? <laughs> I mean, they it, It's like when you think about them, I think about their playing days, you know, but they're now both like 70 years old. Or they were up know? front, and
1: you'd say, which way to automotive,
0: you know? <laughs> Right, that would be exactly. <laughs> oh, we're heading down the
1: Walmart way. Oh, my.
0: LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. <laughs> Mark hit me with something a few minutes ago, and I'm just, <laughs> I'm stuck, man. I So let, <laughs> let's move on to this. Here's the headline. <laughs> California fishermen. Credits a higher power and a seal after surviving going overboard. That's probably one of the scariest things yeah. of all time. You know, going overboard. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, and I, I can swim, but I just cannot imagine going overboard in the ocean. I mean, that uh, you realize they'll you'll be eaten before you
1: can come up for air. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thought that crosses your mind in in your in water that deep. What is down there below yeah. me that is so big oh, that it would just it would oh. be a I would be a snack for it. You know, that's what goes through my mind. <laughs> well, fisherman, I would be a tic tac for that. Well. I'm telling you, yeah. Uh, well, fisherman Scott Thomas didn't think that way. He's lucky to be alive after falling overboard from his boat in the middle of the night in Ventura, California. Well, Wait, if a he was inven- in the middle of the night. Yes, in the middle of uh-huh. the night. Right oh my gosh <laughs> so not only is it deep it's dark he uh, he says and i've literally thought about it a hundred million times like what if i fell off my boat and my boat was in gear then i looked up at the sky and i was like really like really this is how i'm gonna die and scott knew right away he wouldn't wow. be able to catch his boat which was in gear and quickly drifting away But he's an experienced Ah. mariner, so he knew exactly what to do. Since he was using too much energy swimming upright, he turned over on his back. He then saw the bright lights from an oil platform about two or three miles away, and it became clear he was going to have to swim to it. He told himself it was his only chance of making it back home. After a lot of reflection, Scott says he thinks a higher power helped him make it back to land quote i looked up and said god will you please take care of my family and that's all i asked he said and the next thing you know i'm at the oil derrick and it's like whoa wow yeah wow
0: how do you get on an oil derrick i mean that can't be easy right yeah i can't be there's got to be there's got to be ladders or something yeah i would hope but wouldn't that be weird you know you you have survived you're finally there and all of a sudden a shark you know (laughs) Mark, you sent me a story yesterday. By the way, this is the Mark and Mac show, yeah. and we appreciate you joining us, liferadio.fm. I jumped right into this because I'm really kind of messed up with it. I'm, and I've been holding on to it for a while, trying to figure out, <laughs> was this a misspelling, or I've never heard this before. Crocodilian? Yeah. Crocodilian? That's... Now, heard of crocodiles, right. alligators, but crocodilian?
1: Yeah, uh, crocodiles and alligators and caimans, um, Things like that. They're all crocodilians. they are It's a class of reptiles. They're all crocodilians. Crocodilians? They're crocodilians. <laughs> so
0: this is a real thing. I mean, yeah, I, yes. as old as I am, I've never heard yeah. this before. And the only reason. I, I, I was mean, just thinking you were making stuff up to mess with oh me.
1: Oh, no. And the only reason I know it is because I watch the, the uh, Gatorland Orlando videos on YouTube all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Those crazy people. <laughs> listen those people, people are, all got nubs instead of fingers no they they actually don't and they they're all having a lot of fun and that's the thing I sent you a picture one day last week of yeah. one of those guys just barely oh, yeah. getting out of the way of one of those big crocodiles. It's like 14 Thought feet long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> All was, right. Just, so it was almost crocodilian anyway.
0: breaks right. out of zoo's van yeah. in Florida. I uh-huh. mean, there are so many things wrong with this story, starting with a word I've never heard before, <laughs> but I, now you get to the rest of it. And the guy, he, the guy, the crocodilian <laughs> breaks out
1: of zoo's van right a florida zoo shared a video of an attempted escape by a crocodilian that broke through the back window of a van during transport and attempted to flee down a road the saint augustine <laughs> alligator farm <laughs> I'm free! he's running down the road you got all these guys chasing him nobody
0: willing to hurt him you know and you got cars yeah you, know, you got a 20 car pile up and it's like what are we
1: stopping for for my shoes (laughs) I'm thinking what if you're the guy right behind this van right yeah (laughs) Ah, honey, look
0: at that, honey. I think it's going to get out.
1: (laughs) The St. Augustine Alligator Farm said in a Facebook post, the animal was being transported to another area of the zoo alongside other crocodilians Tuesday when the reptile broke through the back window of the van and fled, uh, (laughs) trying to get away. They said our crew acted quickly to recapture it and deliver it safely to its new habitat. Uh, at no time was there any real danger. The animal's mouth was secured. They tape them up before they move them. The zoo praised its workers for their quick response. Quote, this is why we have exist- extensive training and do drills to prepare for moments like this. <laughs> an escaped crocodile. thing, wow. <laughs> And the thing is, they wow. don't know whether it was an alligator or a crocodile. So they're just using the term, crocodilian. If they knew it was a gator, <laughs> they'd say it was a gator. If they knew it was a crocodile, they'd say crocodile. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. I'm just still. That's I'm, just. I'm still stuck on that, sitting in the driver's seat, <laughs> sitting, in the, sitting at a stop sign behind this van, minding your own business, yeah. thinking about what's for lunch. And all of a sudden, there's a, <laughs> there's a gator on the hood of your car, you know?
0: And you got a couple others that have hung back, you know, they're in the van and they're watching going, hey, he's got it. That was the, he, he goes out there, he's the distraction, you know, That's it. the other ones are going, okay, give it another minute and then it's all of us okay now you guys remember do not stay together we got to split up as soon as we get out (laughs) as soon as you hit the pavement spread out (laughs) liferadio.fm the mark and mag show winding down today's show but a quick reminder a lot of you have already found out that all day long we are playing the soundtrack for your life And, you know, Mark and I have talked about this, the, the stuff that we listen to, okay. Whether it's news talk or funny YouTube videos or whatever, whatever goes in affects us in positive and or negative ways. In some way you are affected, been impacted by it. So as you think, if maybe your mood isn't what it ought to be, or maybe your thoughts aren't where you wish they were, you know, this will help. It really will. It does me anyway. I guess that's the best way to to really look at is how it works with you or me and you know we've talked about it 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 does make mark and i both feel better listening to the music mm-hmm. so I, there you go just I agree. keep it on and i agree tell you a friend hook
1: it All up right. in the car play it while you're traveling whatever wherever you're going Yep. Yeah, keep it on it really gets you focused on yeah, mark, what you should be focused on we
0: had a uh right i mean there's it's <laughs> As you get older, you realize so many things that seemed important or whatever when you're younger yeah. that really aren't. And, you know, that that's the old guy thing of, well, if I only knew then what I know now, well, why don't you play that today? You know, it's okay. <laughs> I remember go. brother Larry Adcock, who was a, a very special man. Um, as he got older, he talked about going to retirement homes or rest homes, whatever they're called these days. I'm not sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for lunch and being the speaker, you know, the, that they would bring in for entertainment challenge, whatever. And he would share the gospel. He'd share stories from his life working at the radio station. And anyway, I, I asked him about it one day and he said, Dave, there are just as many people in rest homes lost, dying and headed for a devil's hell as there are in middle school. Mm. And I'm like, wow, that's, yeah, that's huge. It is. And it tells you that's a guy that's connected and knows who he is and who's he is, you know, to come yeah. up with that because yeah. really it was odd. I still remember the day he apologized to you. Oh yeah.
1: For, for something that happened decades earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, it's one of those things where he'd come to a point in his life and he realized, wow, he was just, did I, I really treated him badly, you know, and he did apologize yeah. to me. And I just, yep. that, I, was, that set the tone for cool. our time uh, from then on. It was just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was right up to the day I got fired. <laughs> all right. So, well, that was all right, highly, uh, it was highly unprofessional, Dave. <laughs> it was.
0: Absolutely, it was. <laughs> A Florida man. Can we end the <laughs> show with this? Well, he was gone A by the A Florida, Florida man. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> 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 all right, Florida. He was already man. headed for the box. No, Hand no, me the nails. No, no. All
1: right. He, he had been
0: replaced. Dave, you remember, I played competitive softball until I was 57 years old.
1: <laughs> yes okay
0: all right (laughs) competitive softball gotcha all right all right florida man accused of stealing a crossbow Mm -hmm. by stuffing it down his pants
1: unbelievable this is every punchline for every dirty joke i know let's stay away from those brevard county sheriff wayne ivy tuesday posted surveillance video to facebook showing a man who he said attempted to steal a crossbow earlier this month by shoving it into his pants and walking away on a crutch. On February 6th at the True Value store on Highway 1 in Mims, Darren Durant, he's 46, was allegedly seen on unshared portions of the video stealing a pair of cutting tools from a shelf and using them to snip zip ties holding a Raven Rio crossbow in place entering the video after turning the corner with the compound bow and proceeding to conceal it in uh, in with his clothing Durant then walked out of the store undetected employees later, oh wow yeah. wait a minute he got away with it he did he got away at first with it. i mean yeah, at, obviously at first, we yeah. know about it but right, yeah. he actually got out of the store with this right and uh, the crutch i think was key he was going to walk funny anyway so he realized well you know what yeah. maybe i should carry a crutch and nobody will notice wow. if i'm walking funny right employees wow. later noticed that two crossbows had been stolen and deputies were able to obtain an arrest warrant for durant following an investigation citing two prior felony theft convictions by the way uh, already on his record durant 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 was located in the parking lot of a nearby restaurant where he allegedly tried to run from a Brevard deputy before being arrested and booked into jail on February 8th. Durant is currently jailed in Seminole County Mm -hmm. on unrelated burglary charges. Records show Wow. (laughs) once those charges are dealt with, Durant will eventually face felony petty theft charges in Brevard County. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow is right. The thought that went into that, Mark. Uh Uh-huh. He really did think it through, you know? Yeah. And once again, if he just put his energies to (laughs) to use for good. Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show. Weekday mornings. Only on LifeRadio.fm.